My name is Monica Gleiberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're speaking to the cast of With Love about their season two premiere on June 2nd on Prime Video. With Love is a romantic dramedy centered on siblings Lily and Jorge Diaz as they navigate the big life changes and rely on their equally big family to get them through. Following her world with romance with Santiago, Lily decides to focus her energy on a personal journey of self-love by growing her makeup styling business and looking for home ownership. But when both Santiago and Nick profess their feelings for Lily, she wrestles with what is best for her future. So to talk about the show, here's Emeralde Tubia, Rome Flynn, and Desmond Chiam. For starters, I wanted to talk about, in particular, Lily and Nick. For, first off, I love everything there is about Lily and all of her background, all of the family stuff that we see, all of the holidays, the things that we learn, like all of the things that she just embodies and the the love of love. And Nick is this beautiful man that just wants to love. It's kind of in between. It's open to whatever. I love the fact that you guys kind of get a little romantic-y, but are very adultish in it. What it was like kind of playing that and being able to play like an adult relationship where people sometimes like get together and like then can be friends like you know it's okay mm-hmm. so I want to ask the two of you what that was like because your show is so real it shows so many things that are real in real life you know it's kind of it's, it's what you said though it's like we, we are adults it was easy to play because of you know there's an experience to it of there's, there's a reality you know there's a verisimilitude to like what Globe puts on the page and it's very easy to make real in that we don't have to make it anything we can just say it and it is I think there's a you know there's an emotional maturity the whole thing i mean i think that what you were talking about in season one that ending of that tryst and then the feelings that came along with it was the start of nick's at least emotional journey and i think everything that lily was going through at that point definitely kick-started her on hers as well so you have two people that are kind of growing at the same time not necessarily because of each other but just just at that point of time as it was written in the story so it, there is a sort of natural i think when two people are on the same path it's natural that they would bump into each other right and it's natural that you would form a rapport and become friends. I'm going to say that it doesn't, majority of the time, it does not end like that. So this is obviously dramatized and obviously there's circumstances where it does lead like this. But most of these situationships end on bad terms. So I think when you're getting into them, you have to set your boundaries. You have to be clear with one another. And in this case, you know, Nick was starting to catch feelings and Lily Lily was clear clear about it. Yeah. But the thing that also keeps them together was that Nick is best friends with Lily's brother. So inevitably they kind of have to be in each other's life because of that friendship that was prior there. They've known each other their whole life. So I think this is a very particular case, but I do do think that women in general and men need to be careful when they do engage in these kinds of situations because it could get a little nasty. I feel like always one ends up falling in love and uh, he's done well. I love that relationship and I love that it works out that way. And I'm probably like a little more of the romantic side and hoping that that would be the case, right? For all of my past relationships. <laughs> so I just loved it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how it was played out. Uh-huh. I also love, I gotta get to Santiago. So Rome, I love how you play Santiago. I love everything 
everything about him. And I love the fact that he's kind of like a skeptical when it comes to love and is a little like far away. And meanwhile, you're attracted to Lily, who could not be more in love with love. So talk about the relationship between the two of you, because, you know, as they always joke, opposites attract, which happens in this case. But there's work that needs to be done between the two of you um, that happens throughout the course without trying to give anything away. But that happens throughout the season. So talk about working together and what it was like kind of portraying a real relationship where like they don't just quit necessarily on each other altogether. Yeah. They stay and really work it out. Yeah, I think majority of the essence of the their relationship in the first season was about these things coming up and them having to figure it out. But also the, the main thing being that they loved each other still. It just goes to show you the relationships thing. You know, you, you have to work at it. And I thought they did a good job in writing that into the show. Nothing really tore them down until the, you know, the second season where we see things, you know, kind of happen and unfold and there are certain deal breakers, you know, for each side. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, when they move the couch situation, I mean, his his inability to change, his um, his inability to want to change, um, but finding these little moments where he, he does, you know, it's very gratifying. And I feel like it earns those moments uh, with viewers to say, oh, he got it. Finally, we, we left. We love that. And so, so, yeah, it's it's an up and down roller coaster thing and, and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't and, and, and if it's supposed to be, if it's meant to be. And it's nice, too, because for Santiago and for Nick, they're emotional men, which is also nice to see. Men that are willing to have, like, communicate and right. talk about how they're feeling. They do not like to talk about their feelings. It scares them and they walk away. And it's great in general just to find people that aren't willing to express themselves and how they feel. I think that's a, that's a great virtue. It's wild that just expressing feelings is like some giant, like, Luna first step for men. Like, man, we gotta do a little better. Come on. <laughs> Because it's it's such a, a big thing because like, you know, Lillian, I'm sure like I'm in your life or like in my life, we talk, we're women, we express stuff. And for some reason, I don't know, it's like I it's, you know, men, I think are raised a certain way. Right. And you just hold things in. So when you see a TV show where it's OK, when you have different backgrounds, culturally, different sexualities on the show and they're communicating, you go, this is great. This is what we all should be doing. And it sounds so simple, right? Like, doesn't that's what you're saying? Like, it seems so easy. But that's what your show is kind of showing people that watch it and going, it's okay to communicate and to say, you know, that I have an issue with this or that. So I love that you're, both of your characters do that. I just want to give uh, kudos to both I, of you. I, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that you guys are shirtless a lot of the time. I think <laughs> Gloria. Gloria is the kudos, Credit right? to Glow, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, we're just reading words, right? We're just reading lines. Yeah. We're just, it's really all her and and her and the incredible team of writers that put these words together so we can express them and they can get to the audience. But it's really nothing to do with us. We're just paid to read what's on the paper. <laughs> We are advertised for, for Gloria's, you know, imagination and, and, and sense of realism. I'm a sealed vault in real life. No emotion escapes yeah. this stoic <laughs> to me. You show up and read, just read. Literally tell yeah. them. You don't even know our lines. Just read. <laughs> I just wanted to end really quickly with what was your favorite episode that you guys filmed and what are you hoping that the fans get out of this show because there's just so much going on and so much that we need. My favorite episode is episode three, Lily's Double Quinceanera, but my favorite scene is is episode two, uh, scene one. It's like a big dreamy scene, a big fantasy scene. So that's my favorite. And then I hope that women in general just take on starting to love yourself, prioritizing yourself. Mm -hmm. And unless you 
love yourself and your life fully, no one's going to come in to love you in that way. So that would be my take for season two. I think my favorite scene is also the one that uh, that Emerald cited. And and finally, my favorite episode was, that was the Vegas episode, right? Em? No, no, yeah. hang on, hang on. Kinse, Kinse, yes. Kinse is Lily's double. No, Kinse was party four. At the, at the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, no, I, I, I really like that one, but I did like the Vegas episode felt kind of fun. There was something about that that was like fun. I don't know, maybe it was like being up at the pool and that, that was a big turning point for Nick as well. That was like that really, there's a big, you know, so. Uh, both characters. That, that, that was a good one too a for big, both of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite episode, honestly, couldn't tell you right now. I only remember the first one. <laughs> I was, <laughs> We haven't seen the whole. We haven't seen. You've probably seen it before. Oh my we gosh! Yeah, I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. So we haven't seen every. I haven't seen. We it. haven't seen it. <laughs> We've seen one episode. We've seen the first episode. So that's what I remember. So I like that one. <laughs> hey, first episode was strong, though. Good choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good episode. Okay. Up next is Mark Indelicato and Vincent Rodriguez III. I want to talk to you guys about, obviously, the relationship with Jorge and Henry. You guys are so sweet and so loving and so beautiful and have sacrifices for each other. And, you know, I don't want to give up too much away, but have sacrifices for each other and do things for one another. And I wanted to ask both of you how it felt to be able to have a relationship where there was no type of like acceptance you know that needed to be gained it was like there and a family that's supporting you know like Jorge's family like that's supporting and then Henry's family is supportive and you guys just being there and showing what it looks like to just be in love together I think a lot of the time I think that it's very easy on television or in or in movies for the sake of a narrative to use you know discord and uh and what have you as a means of just like pushing this this narrative and to you know cause conflict right but for the most part i i would say more now more now than ever this is the reality is that same-sex couples are in a lot of contexts very much accepted by their families. Not to say that the trauma narrative and all of that doesn't exist, but I don't think that it is, well, I won't say that, but I, I really do feel that um, a lot of people that I know, a lot of gays that I know that are in very serious relationships and, and what have you are are uh, completely accepted by the other's family and, and whatever. And I just think that we should highlight joy. That's all. Yeah, and I mean, I just, I love it so much and I love the relationship between you guys. Um, Vincent, for you, what was it like being able to portray? I feel honestly, you guys are the most solid, which I feel like is true in real life in terms of like heterosexual couples versus not. I feel like we don't really have it together. What was it like? Learn from us. We need some tips. We really, really do. But what was it like portraying that and being kind of like the most solid couple in the group and everyone kind of comes to you guys and you guys are just so perfect for one another? I mean, thank you. That word perfect, it does come to mind, doesn't it? It. But I think one thing that we have to remember, or that I definitely wanted to keep myself cognizant of uh, throughout season one, and thankfully we had Gloria Calderon leading the way and taking our ideas and you know collaborating with us so that we could create something new together, not just what was on the page, but like what our ideas are, what our life experience is. And I think what we came up with was something really vulnerable, that that's what's happening to us. Like we may come off as this perfect couple, but in actuality, we both had histories before we met each other. And I know that's something I was thinking a lot about because I was I kept asking like why is Henry with Jorge why is Jorge with Henry what are they seeing one another and what does one bring out in the other and that was it right there that's when I knew I went oh Henry needs Jorge in his life because Henry wants 
what Jorge's light is, what his energy force is. And couples oftentimes complement one another at the same time can also be super different. And I think that's one of the beautiful aspects of the Henry Jorge relationship and, and how we tell their story and with love is that despite their, their conflicts and their, their challenges and their differences, you know, they do have those arguments, those, those moments of tension, but they come out stronger at the end. And that's something that I think, especially in more, maybe more youthful relationships, that's really da dangerous or scary territory. But really like sometimes going through a little pain or discomfort at the other end of that is something beautiful. You know, leaning into that vulnerability can lead you to something so monumental. And I think that's what we see in Henry and Jorge, that them being vulnerable enough to step out of their own comfort zones to really express that love that they have for one another and to be their individual selves and yeah. to allow each other to be their own individual selves and still say their piece and move forward side by side throughout their life. I think that's a beautiful sentiment. And we have an amazing writer's room and Gloria and Andy did such an amazing job leading us and leading the story so that we got to tell those moments and bring that authenticity and, you know, that realism to it. Y'all are in trouble too, because you made me cry. I was clapping. I was yelling for you guys. <laughs> no, but it's it's so good. I want to ask you, I kind of like a part, like a two part question, which is a fun one. What was your favorite kind of episode? Because I love that they surround holidays specifically because of the family and the hijinks that you guys go through. So I want to know what was your favorite kind of episode that surrounds a holiday and maybe like the hijink that went on. And then the second part of the question is for fans, for those that don't see this kind of content that is needed on a daily basis, what do you want to to say to them, and I'm talking everyone and whatever sexual orientation, whatever you are, why should we tune in and watch the show? Why is this so important? All right. Well, my favorite episode for hijinks is the Vegas episode. That's all I'll say. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And after you see what happens in that episode, rightfully so. But yeah, I mean, hijinks, you, shenanigans, hijinks, whatever you want to call it. We have so much fun and we go to the nth degree during that episode in so many ways, emotionally aesthetically, you know, story-wise, and we're meeting new people in Henry's life and and we're, we're touching on subjects that we haven't touched on before. So that, that's a really powerful episode. But in terms of what I want the audience to get, whether the audience members are gay, straight, old, young, ethnic or not, I really hope that what you guys take away from our show is the fact that we all have love and family and acceptance within our hearts. And we can extend that to everyone around us in a way that is truly embracing and unifying. And I think that's the beautiful part about our show. It's like what we're saying is this is what life could be. This is the amount of joy we can have everyone experience. And we want to share that with you, which is why oftentimes people say watching the show with love is like getting a big hug through the screen. And it's no different for season two. I'm like, preach, yes, yes. Go ahead, Mark. Sorry. No, no, I agree with everything that Vinny said. Aww. I second Aww. it. I second it. There's nothing left to say. Next up is Isis King and Todd Grinnell. So I'm just going to jump in with, if you guys could talk to me a little bit about what it was like filming with the kind of relationship with Soul and Miles coming together from different backgrounds, kind of different sexualities, but being able to find a common ground and move forward as such a beautiful couple. I think it was really fun. Um, it's always nice, especially in this day and age, to just show something different. How someone can be so different, but so similar. And I, I find that everyone should be able to relate to Team Smile's love story because I feel like it's really universal. We all want the same thing. We want to be loved. And we want to be loved the way that we love. And I feel that both of the characters have 
like really gentle spirits and hearts and they kind of just meet in the middle. And I, I feel like that's something beautiful that everyone should be able to see, but also for trans people to hopefully be inspired by in this really dark time that we're in. Todd, do you agree? <laughs> He's like, yes, did I? I agree. I Sorry, I was just lost listening to Ice's response. That was really great. I think that this show is, I hope it teaches people that we all need to just do everything with love. That's one of the most inspiring things from this show. And I, I love that we get to show that to people through these relationships. And I wanted to ask both of you in terms, well, I guess I'll start with Isis for Soul, the relationship with Miles' daughter, right? Who's like, you know, in the transitioning or like, you know, just like feeling uncomfortable asking questions, wanting to learn that relationship between the two. How did you kind of approach that? Because it, it starts off rocky and I don't, again, I don't want to give too much away, but how do you approach that? Because you guys were so fantastic on screen together. And I think there's a lot to be learned from that relationship for a lot of people. Yeah, so so in season one, we kind of adjust to being around each other. And in season two, you'll see that they come around and, and we are so much closer. I feel like in real life, you know, being someone who watched my mom date as a kid and I hated it. I feel like you can't you can't be pushy, especially when it's a teenager. You, you have to kind of just let them come around, let them see that you're there, but just kind of let them come around on their own time. And I feel like that's something that was really funny to me because watching Soul, I'm like, oh, so you're, tr- you're, you're trying too hard. It's never going to work. <laughs> you know, but I, I think for them, especially to see that you're genuine and you care and it's going to last, you know, I feel like that's usually a, a turning point. But also, it depends on how good a person you are because sometimes the kids can see the bull at the BS before older people. So, you know, them coming around sometimes means even more. And I know that experience. Charlie came around. I never did. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And it's a perspective we never see. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen that perspective on TV. I think that's a theme of the show because we don't see almost <laughs> anything that's on the show on TV, which is why I love it so much. Todd, for you, for Miles, you know, I just adore him so much. I wanted to ask you, you know, in terms of like preparing for him, he's such a cute guy and just a sweet, like loving person. I love like there's one line, he says something um, where, you know, you should see my view, you know, like you both wake up and I was just like, oh my God, I would marry this man. So <laughs> what was it like kind of building Miles and you know, really trying to make him just, you know, a guy that is there to understand and listen and just support a woman and, and like, you know, all the things that you want in a man basically is what you kind of created. Well, thank you for saying that. I, I, you know, I can't really take credit for it. It's, uh, you know, this whole show and this character was uh, the brainchild of, of Gloria, Gloria Calderon Kellett, our showrunner, also Tia Gladys on the show. And so, you know, she just, she wrote a beautiful character. She wrote sort of like, the ideal of, I think, who we aspire to be, which is a person who is just really has a huge heart and not necessarily like no ego in the world, you know, and that's, uh, it's a rare thing. And it's a, I love playing Miles for that reason. I want to ask both of you too, why do you think the show works so well? Because it sounds crazy, but the show's about love, family and diversity 
different sexualities, sexual orientations, different ways of identifying millions of things that we all go through. We all have friends. We all live this way, but it's not on TV. So this show is on TV and is very, I mean, every episode works. There's a reason for every single thing. So why do both of you think that it works so well? I think it works so well because it's real life. It's weird that it shouldn't be shocking, but I guess for some people, because they, you know, networks a lot of times don't take the risk to show, you know, a reflection of real life and what it's like. And, you know, thankfully Amazon did take the risk to to show this. And like Todd said, it's Gloria's brainchild, but like I'm trans, I have a gay sibling, I have a lesbian aunt. Like literally that's real life. You know, everyone looks different. Everyone has different skin tones. That's my family. And that's so many of our family. It's not far-fetched. So what, why can't this show be? You know, it's just... And it shows that we're just like everyone else. And it's a reflection of the world. You know, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I love it so much. And I think everybody can relate to it. And I think that's why it works so well. And I'm so glad that it's filling a void that is much needed because these things just aren't there and there's not enough of it. Um, I want to ask both of you what your favorite episodes were. And then what is your biggest hope that people take away? Because there's family in this. There's love in this. There's, like I said, all of these elements. So what's the one thing that you hope someone walks away from? From. My favorite episode, I think, I don't know what number episode it was, but it's the episode where uh, Busy Phyllis c- comes in playing my ex-wife and things evolve and Miles and Soul go through, I think their furthest kind of split, but then also like the best reunion ever. And just Miles gets to go through a whole thing, which I think is really important. And I hope people take away, you know, I think, I hope people just take away that like choosing love at every second of every moment of every day is the best way to achieve uh, joy. And so, you know, not to be too cheesy, but like, that's that's it. And I really love that episode as well. I feel like you never see the person meet the ex-wife, mm. uh, the child's mom. So that on top of being trans and doing it, um, that was a really interesting perspective. So that was really fun to play. And I hope that people see that no matter what your background is or, or who you are, like we're all the same. We all want the same things out of life and we all deserve to be treated the same as well. And last but not least is Constance Murray and Benito Martinez. Well, let me start off with, I love the fact that we have an adult relationship where it's parents that have kids and we get to see the two of you live a real true life. Like I grew up seeing my parents go through ups and downs and you don't see that ever on TV. And I just love the fact that we get to see the two of you go through that. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> yes. It reflects reality, a reality that, you know, before on other shows is deemed not sexy or not interesting. And and really, we all grow up with it, be they together or separate. But the dynamic of that age range is, you know, we're the ones at Costco, right? We're the ones driving the American economy. So I think we need representation. I've played this established gentleman, right, of a certain age on so many different shows. And the most romance you get is a little kiss on the hand and see you in the morning or, you know, a peck on the forehead. It's because the belief is that it's platonic and it's they're sexually dead people. And in this show, you know, it's not that. In this show, they're, they're fighting for a relationship. They're sexualized. They're real people. And I just, it's just fun to play. And it's so real. And it's resonating with people who see it. So thank you for your comments. I really appreciate that. I 
love it. You guys are like two of my favorite relationships watching on the show. Like, I don't know, maybe if it's, a, I'm 36. So, I mean, I'm in the middle, I guess, of, of the group of everyone on there. But damn, you guys are hot and sexy. I love watching the two of you together. Oh so I, like, I gotta so start off. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go in that room and tell them right off the bat. I wanted to know what it was like for both of you. I mean, obviously, I'm sure like you guys said, it was a joy. But what was it like in terms of getting the material? And because we don't see it like we should be. I mean, honestly, because we don't see it like we should be. Was there like pressure? Were there certain things that you wanted to make sure you hit on the show to inform people like, yeah, like we might be older, we might have kids, but we got we still got it. And we're still working on it. And when things are good, they're good <laughs> between the two of you, you know? So was there anything specific that you wanted to hit with that? Season yeah. one, we we were struggling and we had to do the loving dice scene or the sex dice scene. In therapy. The For therapy. therapy. So there, there was something in that in that scene that that resonated for me, which was you know kiss on the neck. Mm. So when we had that moment, when we came back to the second season, we tried to have that callback moment to tie the two seasons together to just show that we're still trying to have that evolution. And for me, that little invitation, which is that gentle kiss on the neck, starts and rekindles the romance to what we want it to be. We still have aspirational dreams for each other and our sexual adventures. And I love it. So once we opened up that Pandora's box, it was like, all right, let's play. And the writing was there and the partnership is there and and it's in the show and it's organic and it's not gratuitous. So it is the story about their sexualization and being sexy people at this age, even though they have grown children. So I find it incredibly valuable. I'm very proud to be a part of that. And and I think it's going to resonate huge with our adult audience and surprise the hell out of kids who go to their parents and go, hey, do you guys still have sexy time? And they're going to be like, yeah, just like that. That's us. I have to add, as an actor, it was very vulnerable to try to be sexy because I have not been asked to do that in a very long time. And one of the things was that the fact that I even thought that, you know, shows that the pervasive thing is youth is sexy and beautiful and I'm older. So that's, I'm, I'm out the game. Let me just tap out and give somebody else a chance. And I remember thinking it was so refreshing. It was like a slow awakening with me going, Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. I, 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 okay. That looks good. Okay. Oh, we, we could do, it was almost like it kind of like, Oh yeah. You know, it, it kind of woke me up a little bit too. And um, the kiss on the cheek, which you're talking about but there's a many of you may remember this the um voiceover that we had to shoot in the kitchen because you know i can't give away any spoilers but there's a voiceover and it was weird the longer that we he and i as actors focused on basically these two characters reclaiming their sexuality at first for my own journey it was awkward and uncomfortable and then after a while it was empowering and freeing and fun and then we had to do this voiceover in the kitchen and i was like it's a great moment where I'm making noises, Benito's making noises, and Gloria chimes in and is like, Benito, she's Constance is making all the noises. You need to be louder. <laughs> It was so great. Um, but it was like a journey for us. Benito, when's the last time somebody asked you to be sexy? This like blows my mind though, because I find you to be two of the sexiest people ever. Like that, so that just blows my mind that people aren't even asking you to play. <sighs> I just I can't comprehend that. Like, Constance, if I look like you, I would walk around naked. So I don't know what the hell <laughs> people are telling you. But and Benito, you're gorgeous. So you guys are talking to the wrong people because I don't yeah. know how that's not happening. We live in this world, and if somehow us doing this job is sort of reclaiming sexuality for older people, well then God bless us. We've done our duty, Benito. <laughs> I just know that 
we, we've had screenings and we have that first initial, you know, hey, baby, it's been eight weeks. The audiences go crazy because yeah. they're looking forward to the oh, 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 oh. And then, and then, you know, it works. That rekindling really, really works. But, you know, in this time of writer's strike and all the rest of it, I have to give the acknowledgement to our, our master and commander, Gloria, who is an amazing writer and invested in all of these characters to make sure that they were found in truth and in warmth and in heart and in and in strength and then from there you can build you know it's been fun you know you, we go to the dark place and then we go to the light place and then every place in between hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of with love talk about the show and have some fun with some of the topics that it discusses they're definitely a family and it was so much fun talking with all of them with love will be shown exclusively on prime video globally premiering june 2nd so make sure you go and check it out and don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our youtube channel hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.